All right, we are on um, chapter 6, verse 20 of 2 Samuel. So 2 Samuel 6, verse 20. <clears throat> Notice this is the last part of uh, this particular episode until we get to the famous chapter 7, which will be fun for all you guys to go through. Some of you, if not all of you, went through it in Hebrew readings. It's a major text and a very important one. But we generally didn't get through the whole text in Hebrew readings, probably. And so we'll get to go through the whole chapter, what David says actually after kind of the crucial place, which is really interesting. So we got some interesting texts coming up. But if you remember here, um, David is coming home after the uh, ark has been taken to Jerusalem. So we pick it up at verse 20. Vayashav David levarek et beto. Vatetse mikal bat Shaul likrat David. Vatomer Ma nivkat hayom melech Yisrael asher nigla hayom le'enei am hot avadav. Kehigalot niglot achad harekim. So David returned. Vayashav. See the root there is from shuv. And you know it's not from yashav. Why? Comets under the yud, not at zere. Right. So it's a vayakov. Vayashov. So David returned, levarek, notice that that's a PL infinitive, and barak normally means to bless, right, especially in religious context, but here it just simply means to greet. There's a number of texts where it just simply means to greet someone else. So David returned to greet Beto, his house. All right, coming back, it's been a great day. Vatetse mikal bat Shaul likrat David. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, went out from Yatzah, okay? Went out, Likrat, to meet David. This Likrat is an infinitive construct from Kara. You guys probably learned Kara as to call. There's a secondary meaning to meet or to occur, to happen. And so that's what this is. Is it a secondary meaning or is it just a misspelling? Oh, there, yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's a biform with the olive hay. So I think you'll see it. I don't know which one's more common, actually. Uh, um, I think the one with the hay is. But there's a number of biforms like that, like you have a hollow verb that also is a geminate, you know, stuff like that. So um, Michal, the daughter of Saul, went out to meet David. And she said, Ma nikbad hayom. Okay. Nikbad, notice, is a nifal from kavad, all right? And kavad means to, in the call to be heavy, also to be honored. Here it means in the sense of honor, and she's talking sarcastically. So the ma doesn't mean what, but how um, today, hayom, how today the king of Israel has honored himself, all right? Or maybe has been honored, if you want to give it the passive sense. Okay, So you, remember, Nifal can have a, this reflexive nuance as well. So how the king of Israel has exalted himself or honored himself today. Now here you have this uh, relative clause. Who nigla, remember now this is a Nifal from Gala, to reveal, to be revealed. And this is a third masculine singular. Who exposed himself today. See, that's what, how you really want to... It's, it's not this revelation from heaven. It's what we would say, exposure. Who exposed himself. See, and I, the, here's I like the reflexive meaning. Who exposed himself today, le'ene, 
um, before the eyes of the Amhot, that's the uh, handmaidens, the servant girls, the, the handmaidens of his servants. Remember, he did it by whirling around. All right, so this is a plural, okay, from Amma, actually. Yes? <clears throat> No, it's not normal. This is kind of, that's what makes it kind of an interesting form. Yeah, that hay stays. Notice that this is one of those forms in which you have a, it's a feminine from ama, and rather than becoming amot, here it becomes amhot. It's kind of weird. Yeah. There's a, a, I don't know how many other verbs do that, but not very many. So ama does that all the time? Yeah, I think, I don't know if all the time, but <laughs> the ones I looked up, um, it was pretty standard. Yeah. All right, so notice that it's in construct with Avadav. So who has exposed himself today before the eyes of the um, maidens of his servants, so his, his servant girls, okay? And then now she really pours it on with this. This is an interesting syntactical construction. Kehigalot niglot. Notice that this is from the root gala again. And this, <coughs> they're both nifals. Um, but the niglot is normally parsed as the absolute form, and the higalot is normally parsed as the construct form. So you have the absolute form emphasizing a construct form. Notice it usually emphasizes a finite verb. And so if you see in your translations, just as the reikim, a reikim is from reik, which means empty or vain, and sometimes it's translated as the worthless people or the rascals. I like rascals. As one of the rascals, shamelessly, so I'll translate that, that uh, absolute form as an adverb describing the exposure, uh, exposes himself shamelessly. All right? Um, I think that's a pretty good translation, trying to get the nuance of what she says here. All right. So again, um, how the king of Israel has honored himself today, <clears throat> the king who exposed himself today before the eyes of the servant of his servant girls, <clears throat> like one of the Rakim, shamelessly exposes himself. All right. Any questions about that? That's really kind of an indictment. Uh, talk about pouring cold, cold water on the dude. Mm-hmm. Joe. So this is, how, this is how Saul's daughter greets David. David, right. Saul's daughter, right. Remember who, to whom she was married. And remember she was taken away and then given back to David, so her voice is never heard anywhere except here. This is, you know, obviously if you're a feminist interpreter, this is kind of one of those passages for how kind of women are suppressed because, remember, she had no choice in who she was going to marry. Saul gave her away, and then when David wanted her, he took her back. And, um, you know, you never get any insight into her feelings about this, her part in it, her voice. And she comes out with this, and notice David condemns her and what happens to her, and we all have this really negative view of Michal, see? All right, so just went, just just kind of be aware of that. I mean, it's a kind of a strong argument. Um, so just be aware of what's not being spoken about in the text, or the assumptions that the text is looking at the whole world with. See, so David's clearly in the right, Michal clearly in the wrong. All right, that's how we normally interpret it. Verse twenty-one: Vayomer David el Michal lifne Yahweh asher b'achar bi me'avik. 
U Mikol Beto let Zavot Otinagid al Am Yahweh al Yisrael. Vesichakti Lifne Yahweh. And David said to Michael, Before Yahweh, who chose me, Noah's Bachar takes a bait, who chose me, me Avika, above your father. From, that's min plus av, above your father and above all his household. Okay. Now let zavot is a pl. Notice infinitive construct, and here I would say um, its purpose or result. He chose me so as to appoint me as nagid. So as so notice zava has I would gloss it differently than to command, but more in the sense of to appoint. So as to appoint me as a nagid, a leader, over Am Yahweh, over the people of Yahweh, namely over Israel. Okay? And so, Sikhachti, and so I frolicked. Um, Lifne Yahweh, before Yahweh. Sikhachti is a PL perfect, and uh, Vav plus perfect, all right? And uh, it normally means to play, you know. Um, um, and so here, uh, some would translate maybe as danced around or something like that. All right. Um, good. Any questions through 21? All right. Verse 22. Uh, I'm sorry. Nekaloti od mizot vehayiti shafal be'enai. Ve'im ha'amahot asher amart imam ikaveda. Okay, look at this first form. Our, our beginning Hebrew students actually know this. The root is kalal, to be light. And what conjugation is it? Nifal, perfect. First common singular from kalal, geminate stem. To be light. So here again, a nifal probably has this nuance to consider oneself insignificant. Okay, that's how I'm going to translate it. And so the min here, notice the min before zot um, can mean from as in source or because, but you can also be using it in these comparative senses as what you would call an estimative, if you estimate something. So it would say, so that sounds really like jargon, but it simply does this. I consider myself still um, too insignificant for this. That's how you would translate that, T-O-O, too insignificant for this. Okay, so notice what he's saying here. She says, ah, how he has glorified himself by exposing himself, you know. And he says, I consider myself still too insignificant for this. All right, and there's a number of examples with the min plus this kind of uh, estimation of oneself all right, um, for this. And I am vehayiti shafal, and I am low, shafal, in my own eyes, in my own sight. Okay? So here you get kind of... Uh, you know, David's talking about his own humility, which is kind of strange, but anyway. But with Ha'amahot, but with the handmaidens, okay, but with the handmaidens who you spoke, see, now notice what we don't have uh, about them, 
so like a bo- uh, a bon or a bomb. So we would say, uh, but with the handmaidens about whom you spoke, with them, ikaveda. Again, notice you get a nifal imperfect from kavad. Um, with them, I am exalted. Okay. No, at this very moment, I think. He's talking about that incident. That's why, um, in other words, he's kind of saying, I consider myself low. The handmaidens exalt me. Maybe the other shoe is, what about you, Michal? Okay. <clears throat> Paul. <clears throat> yeah. That, yeah, so notice it takes the form of a cohortative. Now, so, you know, that raises the interesting question. <clears throat> Um, as to maybe it is expressing a wish. Let me be exalted. Let may I, you know. Uh, so, you know, I consider myself low in my own eyes, but with the handmaidens about whom you spoke, with them may I be exalted or let me be exalted. And now that's possible, all right? Usually remember the, the kind of rule of thumb, strong rule of thumb is that when a word is taken as a volative, it occurs first in the clause. You'll see that throughout the, you know, 90% of the time, over 90% of the time. That's not to say it can't be. And then you also have these forms with haze, these expanded forms that look cohortive but don't necessarily have a cohortive force. So there is a little doubt about how much, how much stock you want to put in just the form here, especially given its position in the um, verse. It's a good question, though. I mean, it raises that possibility. Okay. So here's the aftermath. It's kind of deadly, really, when you think about this culture. Um, but to Michael, the daughter of Saul, not was there to her a child until the day of her death. Mota. Died childless. Died childless. Yep. All right. Interpretation goes into that one um, vowel at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you translate that? And so, and yeah. because of this, right, right, right. Um, right, exactly. What's the relation of twenty verse 23 to 22? Yep, very good. So, see that? And so, Mike, Michal is kind of dismissed and wrapped up in one damning sense the rest of her life. See, that's what her, that's what her life is died childless. See? So, so the, the charge of patriarchy, you can begin to see where the feminists have, you know, make that point in something like this. Okay? Since we're all men, we have to tread a little lightly on that, I would say. Okay. Especially if we want to witness to people of very different perspectives. <laughs> all right. Um, any other questions on Chapter 6? A really interesting chapter. Yes? In the... Yes. Uh, so before the Lord who, and then you got this big right. relative clause. Yeah. And we have, again, I frolic before the Lord. Yes. So what, like... Grammatically, the, what's the, going on? Yeah, the first, the first litany, uh, what is, right. what is, is that just sort of 
Yeah, no, here's another way to do it. It's kind of more standard. And David said to Michal, and then you add the helping verb, it is before Yahweh who chose me above everyone else, etc., etc. Um, uh, and, it, uh, and so he, to appoint me as leader over my people Israel. And so I will dance before Yahweh. Okay. So you can do it that way. Or another translation will not will say, um, it is before Yahweh, and then go all the way to all Yisrael, make a period, period, okay, so that it's its own separate sentence. Um, so I will dance before Yahweh. So, yeah, you're right. It is awkward because you have that lifne Yahweh and then this whole huge relative clause there. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, that would be an interesting thing to check out, actually. <coughs> Blessings, Will. Thanks, He's got a big test today. Big. All right. Let's do a uh, couple verses just to get us into Chapter 7 here. Vayahi ki yashav hamelech beveto. Vayahweh heniach lo misaviv mikol oivav. All right, now notice you have this vayahi, very typical, kind of you're starting a whole new scene, right? And, and uh, al- almost a whole different period of time. We don't know how much time has passed, but it's just like you have this other thing in chapter 6. Now, boom, you're moving on, okay? Ki yeshav hamelech beveto. Notice that that is normally understood as a relative clause. So, And so when the king dwelt in his house, now, notice it's giving you background information. And Yahweh, hey, niach. All right? Okay, first year guys, the root is nuach. It is a hifil. And notice, remember this form has two forms of the hifil. First one means to cause to rest or to give rest to. Looks like a, a, a typical hollow verb, which is what you see here. Remember the form B looks like a first nun. So it would be like hi-niach. And it has the same meaning as like seam, to put or to place something. So like if you put a book on a table, it would be hi-niach. If you cause someone to rest or give someone rest, it's hi-niach. And that's what you have here. All right. So it came to pass when the king dwelt in his house, pause, and Yahweh had given rest to him. Now this is important for what comes halfway through the chapter. I just want you guys to keep this in mind for how we're going to translate something that comes up in the middle. All right. And Yahweh had given rest to him, misaviv, all around. Notice how Hebrew again likes to put together prepositions, min plus saviv, from all around, from all his enemies. All right. Verse 2, Vayomer hamelech el Natan hanavi, um, the king said to Nathan hanavi, the prophet, re'ena, Anoki Yoshev Bevet Arazim, Va Aron Ha'Elohim Yoshev Betok Ha Okay, so uh, the king said to Nathan the prophet, Re'e, look, call imperative, notice the third hey verb, so like Gala would be Gale, Bana, Bene, Ra'a, Re'e. Look na, please look, notice the p- particle of politeness, Re'e na, please look, Anoki Yoshev, <clears throat> call parsable. I am living 
Bevet Arazim, in a house of cedar. And normally the plural is understood as referring to cedar boards, you know, actual finished boards. But the Ark of Elohim, Yoshev, another participle, is sitting, Betok HaYeria, in the midst of the curtain or the tent, Yeria. All right? Um, and he doesn't say anything else, but hey, look at this. Okay, now Nathan, Vayomer Natan El Hamelech, then Nathan uh, answered the king and <coughs> said to the king, Kol Asher Bileva Veka Lekase Ki Yahweh Imak. Okay. Um, all which is in your heart, Bilvaveka, lake ase. Notice two imperatives, one from Halak, the other from Asa. Go do. And notice the Asa one is is pointed just like you would expect for third haze. Go do for Yahweh Imak, for Yahweh is with you. <clears throat> so notice Nathan is his advisor. It's easy to see what David is saying, right? Well, look, I got this cedar house. The ark dwells in a curtain. No, remember it said in chapter 6 that he had just stretched out a tent for it? Remember, he just stretched this out and put the ark in it. And so um, it's easy enough to infer maybe I should build Yahweh something more appropriate. So Nathan thinks Nathan is functioning not here as thus saith the Lord, but as his advisor. Remember prophets? Here you got an example of where a prophet is serving as an advisor to the king. Yeah, go do what's in your heart for Yahweh's with you. It's obvious Yahweh's with you. All right, so that brings us to uh, the next incident, which is signaled by that setuma, that new paragraph, right, and another vayahi. All right, so we will resume here at the new break at the winter quarter. So it will be December already. December, gentlemen, have a great, safe trip, and great break in your travels, and uh, we'll see you guys all at the beginning of a new quarter. Take care.